Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and the all-around supernatural. I am one half of your hosting duo, Dan Martin, and this is a new thing we're doing on the show, a little bit more freeform episode. Lee, tell us about the changes that we're working on on at Beyond Terrestrial. Well, guys, we're going to... Uh a full weekly podcast going from that bi-weekly schedule to a weekly podcast now what that's going to give us is it's going to give us three regular episodes essentially um episode number three during the month may be a little more science guided but for the most part it's going to be just like all the other regular episodes we're gonna keep looking at the stars out into space see what's coming And I love that idea. I really do. And then episode number four every month is going to be a freeform episode. This is one where we take the stories that we happen to see during the month, um, whether it be alien related or um, what have you. And we discuss our thoughts on those stories that we saw. We also update you on where we are as a podcast and what we've been doing. This is also where we will be giving our shout outs and all of our other pieces of information that you hear on every other show on a regular basis. We're going to try to minimize that to a little bit um, to help uh, make people feel like there's less junk in our regular episodes. Yeah, streamline it. Focus on the meat of the stories that we're chewing on. And then we have this space to... uh talk about our interactions with other podcasts uh our guest spots that we've been doing um any of your guys's reactions guys hook us up with some feedback uh post some stuff on our facebook wall uh go ahead and if if you want to talk shit go ahead and talk shit to us (laughs) whatever you have to say about beyond terrestrial we're here we're listening um so check us out um, but you know what we'd really like is if you gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes. And if you shoot a review to us, we might even read it on this episode. Episode number four. Uh, 
every month. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're, I'd totally do that. I'll read that. You know, whatever you guys got, um, send it to us because this is a great space for us to interact with you. Um, and we're trying to, you know, cut it, cut, I, I don't know, make out, make our own little spot. I don't know what I'm trying to say, Lee, but <laughs> Lee, um, talking about interacting with listeners beyond terrestrial has hit the charts, guys. We are oh, moving on up. We hit the big time to the east side, a deluxe apartment in the sky, Lee. <laughs> tell tell the people about the big numbers we're putting up. Oh guys, everybody on Apple Pod in the history charts, we have charted four separate times and I'm impressed with it. In Britain, we've peaked at 245. In Australia, Woo. we've peaked at number 82. Yes, top 100. Get it. Yes. And in the U.S., we have peaked at 164 in the last three months. Come on, America. You're not going to let Australia beat you now? Um, I'm we, disappointed We all in love America. the land down under. Come on, guys. We, we're pulling for you. This is our home country. We love you. We love you all so much. Let's do it. Let's get these numbers. And, guys, we have to give a special thank or a special shout-out to our Ugandan listeners we peaked, Uganda. We peaked at number eleven in Uganda at the end of last month. What? Uganda, no, guys! Almost top ten. That we're is right amazing. There, there, there where yes. our real love is, guys. There, there where our real love is apparently coming from. <laughs> you know what? If we ever do a live show, Uganda, <laughs> that's where it's at. I think that show is going to be expensive. <laughs> like, Guys, keep showing us the love, Uganda. If we get to number one, we are going to have to do something special. We'll figure something out. We will. We'll call someone. If you're listening in Uganda right now, send us a message. uh, BeyondTerrestrialOfficial at Gmail is our email. BeyondTerrestrial.com. Click on Contact Us. Twitter, at BeyondTPod. Facebook, beyond terrestrial we're everywhere tell us about it we'll find a way to give some love to our ugandan listeners guys get us in that top 10 number one we will give you the love i promise that goes for every country but right now uganda's the front runner guys uganda it's amazing yes i love it i love it I love I love how we're also still not in the top ten. Like, <laughs> just not we're not that good, guys. We're really bad at this, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> and you know what? At least somebody appreciates it. So somebody appreciates I'm, the I'm, dumpster fire that we are, right? Like, you know, and I appreciate them. And um, if if you're one of our Ugandan fans, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll find a way to shout you out on the pod. This is the 21st century. There's the internet. We can do something. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. So. Hey, if you can't sleep in there, think about taking one of those gummies. Okay, then go to, you need to go to sleep. Okay? <laughs>
Lee had to take a pause for the cause. We're living that dad life, guys. Heck yes, heck yes. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to take it out. <laughs> yeah, dude, just put it right in. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah, That's, <laughs> this is what it's like. This is the freeform episode. This is what it's all about. Um, so, Lee, um, just, okay, this is complete, like, unrelated to cryptozoology, but you're having trouble getting your kid to bed. Uh, I can relate. My daughter's two, right? And sometimes uh, she likes to cuddle. So I, I often, almost every night, have to lie next to her bed to get her to go to sleep, right? Um, and I've slowly been trying to work my way out of But anyways, um, she'll be really cute, right? She'll be like, oh, you know, back rub, hugs, whatever. Very cute, very snuggly. And then this two-year-old will like cut a fart in bed oh. <laughs> completely oblivious <laughs> you know and she she doesn't care she's just like oh yeah relax and going to sleep <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and and you like on the one hand you're like dude come on you can't be that cute and cuddly and then do that that's wrong <laughs> um but at the same time it's so funny that I just I can't say anything to her. We just want it's a her nice push. Sleep, it's so. amazing, right? No, with yeah, you just with Jay. With I've it. been uh, we we got her some melatonin gummies and and they help, but she doesn't like taking them. And I think she doesn't like taking them because there's a little FOMO going on. She thinks she's gonna miss out. Um, but those melatonin gummies, they knock them out, man. <laughs> They're amazing. Oh yeah, I'm, I've I've uh, met a few kids who have tried them out. Um, let's see, what else have we got going on? Uh, we've got a couple great shows in the works coming down the pipe. We've been doing some interviews, talking to all kinds of people. Um, we're looking at getting into, uh, some UFO investigation stuff that I think is going to be really coolly. Um, because like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but UFO investigation and like sightings, seem to have really taken a big uptick. Oh yeah. I mean you've got TTSA, you've got um you've got the tic tac videos coming out. You've got Tom DeLong running around with his pants around his ankles. I just made that last part up, but it's pretty much what Tom DeLong does, so we're gonna stick with it. Um, yeah. oh. <laughs> um well and for our listeners, TTSA to the Stars Academy. Um this I I think the tic tac videos were kind of the impetus for a lot of this stuff it's been brewing but the tic tac videos and their popularity um again the guys the tic tac videos u.s navy um fighter recordings of unidentified flying objects admitted by the navy unidentified flying objects um and now uh with to the stars academy uh, the UFO subreddit on tw- on Reddit is going crazy. UFO Twitter is blowing up with TTSA stories and Tic Tac videos. I mean, it's just everywhere now. It seems like it's blown up in the public consciousness. Well, and I think that's a big part of um, kind of what the goal of uh, To The Stars Academy was in the first place. Um I mean, their front man is Tom DeLonge. Um, he's a rock star. Um, and by nature, he is used to 
um, being part of the public eye and being controversial and, and making himself recognizable and surprising. Um, and I think that part of that rock star showmanship has translated into a newfound appreciation, especially by younger people for, um, the UFO culture and the UFO, um, viewpoint. Now, do I agree with some of the uh, people that he's brought on board, um, that are supposed or that are, um, proven hoaxers in the past and supposedly are not hoaxing anymore. Um, I don't necessarily agree with those kind of scenarios. If there, once a hoaxer, your, your credibility should be just completely shot at that point. There's one thing to, to understand and, and believe that it's always possible for something to happen. Um, but it's another thing to outright fake it to try to prove your point. Once you faked it to try to prove your point, you've established that you're not capable of giving up the fact that you may not be right. Right. Well, and in in the scientific community, like faking your results is the ultimate no-no. You know, that is death to a career right there. Um the sad thing is, is sometimes those fakes take hold. Um, and with this new era of public consciousness, you know, this new interest in UFOs, um, it's this is a, a prime opportunity for hoaxers to get in there and get their hooks in with even more stuff. So um, if I was them, I'd leave any proven hoaxers out. I mean, that's just well, and, not good for the brand. And and I think that that's a, that's a mistake made by TTSA as it is. Um, I can't yeah. even remember his name, but he's a proven hoaxer. Um, but he's still being lauded lately as, as somebody that is knowledgeable in the uh, field. Oh, oh my gosh, Lee, why'd you have to bring this up? I remember this guy's name and I can't think of it either. Oh my gosh. It's like we haven't done any research or anything. <laughs> like Freeform episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dude, we're just we're just spitballing here. But um no, really guys, for our listeners, um keep abreast of what's going on, but watch out. Uh do your research because I think this this new era uh, could lead to, you know, maybe future scams. So, and, um, and it's just like those it's, other, it's things. good and bad. Yeah. It, you got to take the good with the bad. It's just like those other factors. Um, you mentioned that uh, sometimes hoaxers can get their hooks in and cause irreparable damage. Um, you see it in many ways and I'm probably going to insult somebody here. So I'm apologizing on the front side. But the anti-vaxxer movement, we have, hey, nice finger, Dan. <laughs> oh, thank you. The, hey, that was, uh, that was exactly what I was talking about with scientists faking their results and that taking hold. But I didn't want to be like, hey, anti-vaxxers, guys, come on. <laughs> Dan is much more politically correct than I am. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to insult anybody, but I don't agree with the anti-vaxxer movement. As well as 
the science has proven that it's wrong. Like, why are we denying science? Yeah. Well, and like, don't give my kid measles, you know? Like, <laughs> please. I, I don't want I, yeah, polio. Don't give my another kid one measles. we could avoid. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? You know, let's uh, roll this right into news before we dig ourselves too big a hole. Um, <laughs> you opened Coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus, Lee. It's out there. It is. Um, it is. Have Have there been any cases up there in uh, Tennessee? I love how you could call it up there in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> up there, yeah. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, you know, it's a scary yeah. thing. Um, and there was a there was an article that I saw, and I literally only read the tagline because typically on Facebook articles, even the stuff that interests me, I typically don't look at um i uh it said scientists believe that the coronavirus could have been brought here by a meteor really yeah that's all i read and i'm surprised i didn't think to Hmm. read more into it Hmm. well um one of the stories i was following was these people who were uh trapped on a cruise ship Mm. uh in quarantine (laughs) And the, yeah. the free porn that was given to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was that um, it? I got what? so excited. <laughs> <laughs> of, co- of course you would, Lee. Um, no, one of the shows in the podcast network, Strange Brew Canada, uh, they shared that uh, article how a porn site was giving the cruise ship passengers in quarantine for the coronavirus access to free porn on their site but i think it's a very um, admirable thing for them to do <clears throat> i think i think they just uh have it worked out now where they're going to bring the americans on board back here to the states so uh we'll see what happens with uh this coronavirus but guys there's um again it's in the news there it's a rife moment for conspiracies uh, bioweapon conspiracies and all kinds of things like that. Um, and of course, anything, anytime there's something big in the news, it's always like, oh, well, this news story was fabricated to knock out this news story. Oh, you're talking about false, right? fa- false flags events. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this is, this is what you're really missing out on. Um, or maybe some people are really getting sick and dying. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this but... one would be the worst, like, possible false flag event ever. Um, and yeah, it seems like a bad idea to engineer a bioweapon and then release it on your own population to mm-hmm. cover up some other story and... and then spread it around the globe and who knows what well and considering let's say hypothetically it wasn't that same nation where it uh, uh, emerged in okay this world we live in today it is incredibly easy for people to get from one side of the globe to the other um when you see an outbreak in one country it's a matter of days weeks months before it shows up in another country um and it can be a matter of hours before it actually gets transferred to another country before you even know that there's a a disease that's out there. Uh, And I think that that's a huge part of the dangers of the world we live in. So it would be a stupid move for another, for a country to release 
um, a virus or something that they couldn't control. And oh yeah, and the only way they could control it is if they had widespread vaccinations, um, or some sort of cure. And well, you know that's the thing, Lee. They've got they've probably got the vaccine for it. They're just keeping it in their back pocket until the story that they're trying to cover up blows over, and then it's like, oh look, hey. We got a shot that here's the coronavirus and then it goes away. Well, the problem is half the never mind. Yeah. No, people say this about Ebola all the time. Anytime there's an Ebola outbreak, guys, Ebola is real. Like Ebola is a real disease. Um, like it's not something that's made up to cover up other news stories. It's something that is happening somewhere else along with whatever news is happening. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hello, this is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So come on over, subscribe, watch my playlist of informational videos or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to YouTube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y. H-A-V-E-N on YouTube. Um, speaking of news, we're going to try and keep it in our, our weird wheelhouse here, Lee. Uh, you've got a cryptid story out of the sunshine state oh yeah the great state of florida all the best stories come from florida was it about a a florida man actually no it was a florida woman a florida woman florida woman a florida and a florida what what kind of creature we talking oh here we go a fl- woman in Florida says she and her family saw a big-sized bird, and it says big-sized bird. She believes to be a pterosaur. <laughs> a big-sized bird. A big-sized bird. Not not giant-sized, just big-sized. Just big-sized. Not large-sized. Like, big-size is in between giant-size and large-size. Oh, big size. okay. All right. Thank you for yeah. specifying mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's, it's like double XL. Okay, all right. The 42-year-old woman, a registered nurse who provided her full name and contact information, asked to remain anonymous. She says that her family were in their backyard in Apoca when the unidentified creature showed up earlier this month. My mom Wait, that's the name of the town, Apoca? Apopka? A-P... Apopka? A-P-O-P-K-A. Um, yeah, Florida. Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We made it through one entire episode without insulting a state. Let's just go after Florida now. (laughs) No, you said, you said a polka and I thought they were like doing a dance with an accordion and a tuba. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I was a Poco. You ever seen that movie with uh, with Jack Black, the Poca King or whatever it is? It was on Netflix. What? Oh, it was great, oh. dude. You should check it out. It's got Jack Black, and he's like, it's a story of him becoming a serial killer, and he's a like he's like a Poca King, or something like that. Yeah, it's great. This is like a legit comedy, though, right? It's not like trying to be serious. Please tell me. It's, it's funny. It's kind of a like a dark, like a really dark comedy, like bordering on okay, the serious. Cool. Like, but there's definitely okay. those moments where he's just like ridiculous. Jack Black's hilarious. Okay. I'll, in I'll, it. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Florida woman sees a big size bird. Big size bird. Okay. <laughs> My mom and aunt saw the saw it standing on the ground. She told crypto, Cryptozoology News about the day and time of the encounter. It noticed them, and then went into hiding in the shadows. The eyewitness describes a big, pterodactyl-looking winged creature. It had massive shoulders, and per, massive, and protruding as it moved. She said. These are the weirdest quotes I've ever seen. It had massive shoulders and protruding when it moved. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It had those things, Lee. That's how it was. It was big size, remember? <laughs> Thunderbird, also known as the Rock, is a nomenclature used by Native Americans to refer to a bird-like creature with reptile features that's believed to be related to exist or extinct predis or pterosaurs. Sorry, those peas throw me off sometimes. The silent peas, yes, they sneak up on you. But hey, and you know what? I actually like Thunderbird stories, and I think it might be a good uh, future episode. I really agree. I think that a Thunderbird story would be a fantastic episode. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to get started on that at some point. Uh, but that is the story, also known as the Rock. Also known as the Dwayne Rock. the Rock Johnson. So just so that I'm not insulting anybody or leaving us open for any sort of, um, uh, what would it be, litigation in the future, I got this off of a website called CryptozoologyNews.com. Um, great website. It's got great little stories here and there. Um, I'm not saying whether I believe everything is true or any of that nature, but I love the website. Oh, yeah, this is great stuff. Um, so <laughs> we're going to we're going to keep our eyes on the skies for Thunderbirds, Lee, and I'm going to get into my news story. Um, this made headlines and I'm on uh, sciencealert.com. Um, there's a news story in the national news about a signal from outer space. That appears to be repeating every 16 days. Aliens. Now, Lee, this is... Yeah, oh, of course, it's gotta be, right? Um, well, actually, it turns out there's all kinds of different repeating signals that can come from space. Quasars, pulsars, all... I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, but this signal is what astronomers call a fast radio burst uh it has a period of 16.35 days 
and it was discovered at the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, or CHIME. So, at the CHIME collaboration in Canada. One of the better, uh, one of the better acronyms, like, one of the better ones. Uh, dude, yeah, really good, especially if it's looking for radio signals in space. Yeah, uh, that's a, a great good name. fit. Good job, yeah, Canada. Bravo, Canada. <laughs> yes. And thanks for the maple syrup and the hockey, too. Um, but <laughs> they've observed, they've observed this, uh, but, 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 but it, they have observed this particular signal for over 409 days. So there's a lot of research. Um, they've got its, um, its cycle down to 16.35 days. Um, and these fast radio bursts are actually super energetic flares of radiation um, in the radio spectrum of the EM spectrum. Um, and they only last for a little bit, but they release tons of energy, like hundreds of millions of stars of energy um, released in these radio bursts that shoot out across galaxies. Um and this one they've been able to pin down to a particular galaxy. Uh, they think that the si- the 16.35 day cycle is going to be really important to try and figure out what kind of thing it is. You know, a pulsar or um, a black widow binary or some kind of thing that maybe we haven't well, run into well, yet. What is a black widow binary? Okay, so check this out. This was really cool. I, I just learned about uh, these fast radio bursts in this story, um, but this Black Widow binary was a really good one. Um, let's see here. So, supermassive black hole, unlikely. Aliens, of course, uh, very unlikely. Um, but let me get... Oh, where did I... Let's see. I might have scrolled past it here. I was telling you guys all about it. <laughs> but... First of all, aliens are always the most likely scenario. Oh, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I should have left that in there. Or it's interdimensional Bigfoot. Uh... <laughs> Being shot at. You know what? Maybe this kind of energy is what's required for him to uh, slip mm, from. Yeah. Or sh- or shift from one dimension to the next. Shifty shifting. Um, the shifty shifting. <laughs> shifting through galaxies. Um, let's see here. Oh my Have goodness. I sufficiently so distracted terrible. you while you're trying to figure this out? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You're killing me with this, dude. <laughs> let's see. Oh, see, because I didn't scroll past the ad, you silly goose. Um, so uh, a black widow binary system would consist of a low mass star and a powerful millisecond pulsar whose wind ablates the companion albeit typically with a few hour orbital period so there you go that does not... that's what a black widow binary is i honestly imagine something with a black hole and like 
two binary stars circling it, and I, I, I just imagine something much more, like, ominous. So, so the idea is, um, you would have, like, either, either a really big star, uh, with, with another star circling it, um, and it would, like, when that star passed in front of it, Mm -hmm. it would block the, uh, the signal. Okay. Um, yeah. Or it could be a massive star with a highly eccentric companion pulsar that orbits it. So one star could have been turned into a pulsar, and then you have this really big star that this pulsar goes around. So every 16 and a half days it comes around, we hear the signal, and then it goes on the other side of the star where we can't get it anymore. Um so that's the idea um and who knows like there's all kinds of weird stuff out there um and we're listening from galaxies apart to these signals lee so i love this space stuff it's crazy to think about um how these stars collapse and expel their contents into space and blast these signals out um that we end up picking up from thousands of light years away. It is, it's an amazing thing to think about. Uh, it, yeah. it actually m- makes my head kind of hurt, which is amazing. Cause I like thinking <laughs> about the kind of stuff that makes my head hurt. And I'm still like, wow, I don't understand what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot to go through like the life cycle of a star and how it collapses into these sorts of things. Um, so there's a ton of science behind it, but what's really neat is to think that we are listening and we can pick it up. We can discern that it's a repeating cycle. Um, just the thinking about how, how this might relate to our future encounters with, extraterrestrials yes it's well yeah it's amazing um once again i am of the lead did, did you ever see contact the one where uh no i actually didn't i, I did not the one where they drop jodie foster into like this giant gyroscope thing and then she goes through a wormhole no I thought you were talking about the one yeah. where Amy Adams uh-huh. talks to Squid. Oh no, that's Arrival. Oh, that's, that's okay. Different. All right, it's a different movie. Yeah, yeah. In Contact, they pick up a signal from space, and then uh, it is—it's all these different layers of a message, and encoded in it is instructions for a wormhole machine, a giant wormhole machine. And they end up shooting Jodie Foster out through it. Too I'd shoot. She, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, she wasn't their first choice, I mean, like, uh, come on, she discovered the signal. Uh, she should have been the first choice, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh. uh, it, based on the novel by the great Carl Sagan, so, um, yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't want to watch the movie, maybe you're not a Jodie Foster fan. Uh, Carl Sagan's book, top notch. Who's so. not a Jodie Foster fan? You know what, dude? 
Silence of the Lambs is pretty creepy. And just everyone in that movie, I get a little bit thrown off when I see them in another movie. I gotta be honest. Well, yeah. Even Sir Anthony Hopkins, and he's good. Yeah, okay, I, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Because anytime I see him, I just can't help thinking about some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, yeah okay. Ugh. All right. Yeah. You know, the one the one that gets me is anytime I see somebody, any anytime. Or when you go up, okay, so I have a story to tell, and it's very important for me to tell this story. Oh, okay. We'll be right back after this quick break. The second annual Bayou City Paranormal Symposium is here, April 25th and 26th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Special guests include John Zappis, Katie Stafford, the Kling Brothers, and more. Two spine-tingling interactive exhibits, including the fan-favorite Psychomantium 2. Over 40 vendors and exhibitors will be on hand. Free vendors shopping all weekend. Discounted pre-sale tickets and VIP available now through February 29th. Bayou City's premier event for the things that go bump in the night. Go to badwolfevents.com for tickets and more info. Yes, Dan, have you ever um, been to a self-checkout? Oh, oh yes. Lee. Okay. You know what? The only thing I hate more than waiting in line for a cashier is waiting in line to check myself out. Yes. So I have a funny story about a self-checkout experience. When they, just when, like, they first came out at Small Mart, um, or Uh at least at the store I was working at at the time, uh, I was checking myself out, and what I noticed was, for whatever reason, the, the scales either weren't calibrated very well at the time or whatnot, um, but I had to voice what I thought about them. So I, I looked at a manager. I was, I was working there at the time, but I looked at this manager and I said, I feel like, cause it, I'd put the item in the bag and it would, before I could move it from the scanner to the bag, it would be saying, put, please put the item in the basket, put the item in the bag, put the item in the bag. Like it repeated it so oh. quick that I didn't have time to react. Mm. Right. So I looked, I hate that. I looked at my 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 manager and I explained my my belief and my connection like I don't understand why it keeps asking me to put the put the dog in the basket like it needs to calm down a little bit and uh <laughs> and and I explained it to her and it was a silence of the lamb ref, lambs reference and you know I just told her I didn't want to get the hose again and <laughs> Um, so about three months later, she comes to me and says, Lee, I was sitting in my house, like getting ready for bed. And that joke hit me and I just started laughing. And it was, I was in my pajamas laying down next to my husband and I just start laughing and I can't express how funny it was. And my kids are hearing me laugh in the dark about this joke. And I'm like... Dozens of days after the fact. Dozens of days after the fact. It was one of the most proud comedic moments of my life, honestly. Wow. And I know it doesn't do justice to tell it on this podcast, but it was amazing. Wow. You know, um, yeah, well, 
That's that's small mart for you. Small mart. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so this was this was probably before the self checkouts had the little cameras in them. Yes. Yes. Now they have all the little cameras in them so you can literally check yourself out while you check yourself out. I like to stare at them to a creepy extent. Uh yeah. I I did I did uh asset protection for a while and I used to have to do video review. Mm-hmm. So if I if I was doing video review and someone just stared straight into the camera while they checked all their stuff out, <laughs> I would feel you it makes you feel like such a voyeur and then you're like what are you doing like how are you even ringing up those chips you're not even looking at where the barcode is like i don't think i don't think he rang this all up right I, this guy might have stolen something but you can't confirm that because you but i can't i i can't make eye contact no it it, it really does mess with you like if you think about it Imagine watching a TV show of somebody that, you know, they're not supposed to act like they know you're there, but they are staring right at you. Right at you. Just the whole you. time. The entire time. It's yeah, great. Super it's super It's entertaining. Um, I did that once. I did that vibes. once with my wife. She was actually ringing everything up, and I was just staring over her shoulder, and then she turns around and got freaked out because I was just, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, staring at the camera. <laughs> Um, oh, now Lee, hold on. This is the freeform episode, and we're talking about Small Mart. So this, hopefully, we can get all of this out of our system in one freeform episode. But I gotta talk about something else: social engineering in the Small Mart parking lot. Tell me more. All right, check it out. So, um, we at our local big box retailer uh where we used to live south of the moon on the banks of the beautiful snake river um they set up those pickup spots you know mm-hmm. now they have special parking spaces um and they were pretty primo spots right in front of the grocery door mm-hmm. um and so it's like oh man and this this one had a pretty small parking lot it was a remodel um and so the parking lot was very small but anyway these are good spots, places where people like to park, right? Um, and there were like six or seven, right? Then the next thing I know, they doubled the spots. Doubled them. Were the pickup spots ever full before? Were they like no. running out of space for the pickup? No, they just doubled them so that they could take up some of the best spots in the lot and like just force people to be like well hell i come to walmart i can't find a place to park and go into the store i might as well do the pickup mm-hmm. oh i was lividly they took the place that i most like to park and made it a pickup spot have you so have you been to one of the stores yet with the giant uh district like online pickup distribution center in the middle of the front end oh yeah the uh-huh. giant orange like obelisk right yeah have you ever tried to get something out of it when it's malfunctioning no it uh-uh. was the most infuriating never... moment of my life 
I, re- I refuse to do the pickup, but um, that's neither here nor there. By the way, I'm, you, ever, I'm too old. you ever walk up to one of those things and think to yourself, man, this is just like 2001. Dude, it's a monument to consumerism. <laughs> um, but it's um, the other thing, Lee. Now, again, this social engineering is the subject in the parking lot. Um, they started putting up signs in all, all these big box retailers that have a little blue light on top. And it's not because there's a blue light special. There's not a sale in the parking lot. No, there's a sign that says this space is reserved for our law enforcement partners. Right? Now, Lee, I'm all for law and order. I'm a law and order guy. Right? But I told you I did asset protection before. And anytime the cops would show up, they just park in like the fire lane right 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 next to the door. Mhm. That's the way it always was. They never needed a special spot. They're emergency responders. They can show they can park right in front of the door if they wanted, right? Mhm. Why do they got to have a special spot right at the front of the parking lot? Oh, because uh I I was when I was a manager for that particular company, um they were actually instigating where at my particular store, the 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 local police department would park a broken down um, cruiser in the parking lot twenty four seven. Yeah, there you like go. Like they just parked it in one of the front parking spots twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, essentially. Now they would come out and they would move it a little bit, but. Um, like you could tell, and like even when I asked the officers, did they have to? Did they have to push it? <laughs> no, but I'd ask. Like I caught an officer, like one officer driving it up into the parking lot one day, and uh, like another officer waiting there for to pick him up, basically. So he drives it up, and you know it like it like limps into the parking spot, right? And I was like, "Hey, uh, hey, uh." Everything okay with that cruiser? He's like, yeah, it's our it's our crap cruiser. We just park it here so that um, it can deter thieves. I'm like, half the time it's covered in snow. You well, might want to do get... something about that. <laughs> yeah, like I get that. Um, like uh, as a theft deterrent, right? But here's the thing, right? Half the time there's no one parked there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a sign that says a cop can park here. That's not going to stop me from stealing. And be like, okay, well, there's no cop in the cop spot. In fact, it might encourage someone to steal. When they go in, they can look right to where the cop spot is and say, hey, there's no cop. Boom. Okay. You don't have to search the whole parking lot. Now you can just look at the spot. See? I'm not... And then... (laughs) What gets me? Oh, oh, I'm I'm furious about this, Lee. I am livid. Um, Dan is poking the table. You, <laughs> everything. I know. I know. I'm so mad. When you pull up there and there's a car parked there that is not a marked police vehicle, right? That I I lose it. I go crazy. Like right. Like Hulk out crazy. Yeah. Like just. Uh, oh yeah. I like. I, I just grab my buggy. That's what they call them down here in the yep. south. The carts, Lee. 
a buggy. Yeah. I grab my buggy and I just start twisting this uh, in, until it becomes a pretzel. Okay, the handle. <laughs> yeah, I can. I go. I get so. Dude, mad. I've seen you that mad before. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, but like. I get it, you know, police departments do have unmarked vehicles, okay, whatever. But in my mind, what I'm thinking is, some off-duty cop has just decided that this is his special parking spot at the Walmart. And if, uh, I mean, at the Small Mart. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If that is the case, (laughs) if that is the case, I would be i would be insane with rage i get it because <laughs> yeah like okay it's one thing when you're there to work right and you're gonna catch some thieves let's do it let's get the bad guys i'm all for it but then when you're like oh hey i gotta go pick up a case of beer for the barbecue mm-hmm. i'm gonna park in the cop spot because i'm a cop Oh no, son. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I I I get it. I do. I really do. Like what what are they going to do? Like are the next they'll have to have firefighter spots and then they'll ha- then they'll have to have teacher spots and They're then never they'll gonna have, have teacher to spots. Have, I, like you your where you park at the small mart will be assigned based on your occupation. They're like, oh, Lee, you're a manager for a rival retail company. You park in spot 99-double-Z. <laughs> Way the hell in the back. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 Like, oh, hey, uh, Dale, you're a plumber. You get spot 45P. There you go. Well, I mean, you know. if you really think about it, as far as retail goes, that particular company has taken over the world. Like they they just they've got control. They don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, you, good luck walking across the whole parking lot from 99 double Z. You know what? I'm just going to reinvent the Heelys and uh I'll be good. <laughs> 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 oh man super heelys to go across the asphalt that's cool that'll be good that'll be a fun time but yeah that's that's, I... a, that's all i got lee that's that's my rage i feel really good Do being you? able to get this out on the free form yeah i've it's been pent up lee that's what happens with rage it gets pent up mm-hmm. and then you can't get it out and finally i've been able to voice my opinion to the whole world and all of our very best fans in uganda who I'm so glad for, who probably don't get all of these references, but God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) What's Small Mart? That seems like a terrible show. We're never going to Small Mart. (laughs) Yeah, guys, don't... Like, don't come to the United States. The Orwellian dictatorship, Big Brother, is taking over, and it's starting at your local big box retailer in, in the parking lot. Oh, that's that's just true. That's just the facts. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know one thing that's yeah. worse, though? I mean, I've worked at both Small Mart and another small but still considered a big box retailer, and 
one big difference I've seen between that company, Smallmart, and the the new company that I I've been working for, um, or no, it's not new. I I'm, I don't work at that one anymore. Anyway, um, is at least Smallmart backs its people to a certain extent. Like if there's a customer complaint, um. Smallmart's not necessarily going to assume that the uh, the employee is at wrong, um, where other stores are not necessarily like that. But you know why that is, because Smallmart. The other stores are desperate for employees or for customers. The other That's, stores are desperate yeah. for customers. They've got to fight like, or they've got to, they've got to do what they can to make sure the customers keep coming back, um, because Smallmart can under, undercut them in everything they do, because of what they have for sales yeah like you you think they you think they care if you come in and out every day you're you're a number you're part of the customer count in the morning you're part of the bottom line at the end of the day that's all it is man you're cog in the machine yes but does that stop me from going there for everyday cheap prices no, that's the problem, though. No, no other company can match its prices. Okay, let's yeah. get away from this one, and uh, let's talk about something more fun. All right, Lee, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I have been um, seeing random videos from a guy on Facebook um, he, the first one that I saw was him with what he calls a bit frozen Bigfoot head. Have you seen these, Dan? Oh yeah. That one was going around. Yeah. I remember the frozen Bigfoot. Head. So did you watch any of that video? Cause I watched <laughs> some of that video and my best moment is when he come, like when he pans around to the neck and, and I'm like, you know what? I could see it like this could be like a Neander, like a, a Neanderthal head frozen in permafrost. Right. Or something like that. Right. And I'm like, OK, I can I can uh-huh. see it. OK. All right. Hmm. OK. And then he gets around to the end and there is like a wooden dow, like where the neck would be, like where the like the the backbone, like uh-huh. where the spine should connect to the skull. It looks more like a steel rod than it does a vertebrae. And um. Uh-huh. It loses all continuity for me. Like, I'm like, this is a pretty good hoax. Like, this is pretty good. And then that happens. Did you notice that? Mm, yeah. Uh, you know what, Lee? I saw some of the other. So when I went to it, I clicked on it. I was like, I'm going to watch this. This looks legit. But then in the playlist, I saw some of the other videos for the other Bigfoot parts. Mm-hmm that he had videos of and in in the thumbnail for the video i was like those aren't feet (laughs) 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 so so yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna pass thank you but no thank you why like (laughs) see and this is you're talking about being furious about about you know, small mart with social engineering. Yes. Yes. I get that. I really do. My biggest concern is like with these people that are, that go out and they're like, you know what? I'm going to make a fake one to get themselves famous or, or what have you. 
they know that yeah. the first thing that's going to be asked is, can we check DNA? Can we can we see it? And when you're denying those things automatically, it becomes that you're probably hoaxing the scenario, hoaxing the situation. But what it really does, and, and here's my issue, it's not that that hoaxers exist. It's that anytime somebody portrays a hoax, it hurts the entire community that have any sort of belief in that particular phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um if you're a believer in it and you want it to be real, you want it to be so real, um, don't ever hoax it. Don't. You're making it harder right. to prove the point mm-hmm. in the end. That goes for mm-hmm. anything. That goes for scientific studies. If if you believe it to be true, but it's the numbers aren't showing it to be true, that can't faking it can't change that fact. And right. you know, um, there was there was a picture they put up uh, from like a Washington State uh, DOT camera. Mm-hmm. Did you see that I one? I did. Um, and it had like a, a Bigfoot silhouette. And when you zoomed in on that alleged Sasquatch, it just like like it was so obviously not mm-hmm. a living thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it was so very two dimensional um, that you're like, okay, well, there you go. And yeah, it's it's a funny story, right? But that makes it all seem just so much more fake no no one's going to believe it and i and i think that um, that hurts the the overall thing now it's one thing to you know you own a piece of property and you get a bigfoot statue and you put it on the piece of property for fun that's one thing oh yeah or to do like a prank video where you scare your friends in a bigfoot costume hilarious, hilarious. yes do but it. to create a hoax and try to pass it off as real to me that hurts the mm. overall community and it makes me angry that people are interested in doing it yeah. you're not going to get any fame like you see these people that supposedly mm-hmm. hoaxed the um the patterson gimlin film um he's pro- they're probably the most famous people to see a bigfoot and there's speculation that they hoaxed it but they went to their dying their dying day basically saying there was no hoax um i mean the the one that was the one that wasn't like the filmer um, said, you know, it's possible he could have, ho- or it could have been hoaxed, but it would have had to, they would have had to also fool me. Um, and to me, those kind of scenarios, whether or not it was a hoax, it's not like they got famous or had a bunch of money because of it. Mm-hmm. So why, why fake something that has no money in it? There's no money in it. Yeah, for sure. Or, or that's going to ruin your reputation. Um, one one story, I was listening to uh, State of Fear. Mm-hmm. Lee, have you been checking that out? You know out? what? I haven't gotten a chance uh, to listen to State of Fear. Do, it's really good. They just did one. Um, they did, for Arizona, they did uh, the Fire in the Sky story. Mm. Um, Travis, um, oh Walton. boy. Forgot his last Travis name. Travis Walton. Walton, there you go. Oh, yeah. And you know what was great is those guys had actually met Mr. Walton. Um, they retold his story 
Um, the sincerity comes through. I, I loved it. It actually made it really interesting to hear it retold because it is a sincere story, something that he is into that is, I mean, if it's faked, it was faked really well yeah. for years and years mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. Um, so there's the, that's, that's the thing is there's those kinds of stories out there that are gems that are great, that we love talking about. Um, and we even talk about all the skeptical analysis of these mm-hmm. stories. Uh, we're not, we're not hiding the skepticism behind them. Um, but then to, you know, shit on everyone's sincerity with a hoax is a really crappy thing for a person. I really think that that's that's a great way to look at it. It it is. It's it's yeah. crapping on the entire the entire group of people that is that's trying to prove that it's real. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guys of finding Bigfoot are ever going to find Bigfoot. But I love that they're doing it. And I love that they're <laughs> trying to be sincere with it to a certain extent. I mean, you can tell the, like, some of them are uh, a little bit more crazy than others, but as sincere as you can be on reality, as television. sincere as you can be on reality, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, yeah. But I look at those kind of people, and I'm like, these kind of people, some of their credibility has been ruined by other hoaxers. These people have never put out any sort mm-hmm. of hoax. But because of other hoaxers out there, the scientific community writes them off and says, well, they're not they're not they're using pseudoscience to prove it. Well, they are. But that may be because no real scientist is willing to touch it because so many hoaxes have occurred because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like like if if you get to a point where untrained people are trying to research this because the trained people are refusing to research it because either it's been trained into them that it just doesn't exist. And, and I'm not saying this just for, just for Bigfoot. I'm saying this for any sort of thing like that. Um, It ruins the credibility of the field and makes it so that really trained researchers aren't able to, legitimately look into something that might be new and different yeah well and you know if you if you were a real scientist and you were like okay uh let's uh think about the potential evolution of a north american primate right people are gonna laugh Mm -hmm. right because they're gonna be like oh sasquatch um even though it's probably a pretty interesting thought experiment at the very least um, or if you're like, hey, what about the potential of uh, some sort of aquatic megafauna in this size body of water, right? People are going to be like, oh, you mean like a lake monster like Nessie? Like, oh, yeah, haha, funny. Um, but... There, uh, who knows? There could be real potential in some of these stories. Well, it's just like people laughed at people saying that um, the giant squid exists, or the co- colossal squid, or the kraken, and these kind of things have been proven to exist. But 
it took real scientists looking for it. Well, it actually, in those cases, it took accidental capture before real scientists were willing to look at it. But the reason real scientists weren't willing to look at it is because it becomes a joke. And I think that that's part mm-hmm. of the issue with... Well, and then, like, uh, real science... You know, folklorists can go to the reports and say, this is where this animal has been reported, blah, blah, blah. Um, This is where we might be able to look for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadly, with a creature like uh, Bigfoot, uh, you know, you've got sightings from the, the great Northwest and Canada and Alaska all the way down to Florida, so it's uh, a little bit harder to pin down. Yeah, that's one that, while I love the idea of Bigfoot, I truly, truly do. Um, And I'm not ruling it out as a possibility. It's just really hard to justify that it exists and it hasn't been proven. Really the only, like, the only thing I've ever heard that makes some sense and i say that with a question mark intentionally is the interdimensional bigfoot theory like because it's just the interdimensional bigfoot theory guys we're gonna drop that in every episode (laughs) of bt that we can um you know what though it is honestly the best unifying theory for a lot of these paranormal events Maybe aliens are hominids from the future. Maybe we're looking at creatures from the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some kind of time slippage or interdimensional rifts. Maybe we're looking into a a multiverse. Who knows? Like, the world is a weird and strange place. And if something's going to pop in and pop out, either it is in our minds or it's something that we can't explain yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with that. Like, I really do think that that's, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, because if just the, the theory of the multiverse is something that is scientifically sound, according to um, physicists. So, you okay there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the only problem is, uh, you know, as of yet, it couldn't be proven. So the question is like, for a physicist, does it really matter? Mm -hmm. You know, what matters in science is what we can prove here in this universe. Mm, You know, when you get into these metaphysical ideas, it gets a little bit tougher, but as a thought experiment, it's killer. Exactly. And I hope one day to prove that all correct. But. Oh, dude, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Um, So, guys, this has been a fantastic freeform episode. We got. Dude, I feel so liberated to get that off of my chest. Do you? I was so mad. Oh, I really am. Like, I I feel 10 pounds lighter and I haven't been to the bathroom this (laughs) time. Oh my god. That is that is how good I feel right now, Lee. I am on top of the world. Oh Dan. <laughs> and you were able to vent your frustrations. We were able to share some quick little news stories. 
um, we were able to wrap it all up with the multiverse. Oh. I think that is where it's at, my man. Oh, damn. Sound clip yes. for Dan forevermore <laughs> as I feel 10 pounds lighter and I have not even gone to the bathroom during this time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, that I hurt. Love. That, like, hurts my side. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> guys, it's been a wonderful show for you. I'm excited to go full, um, to go to four episodes a month. Uh, this is going to open up a lot of doors for us in terms of just volume of stuff put out, as well as being able to um, actually keep up with our brethren. So I'm excited. Yeah, guys, we are pumped up for um, the changes we're working on here at BT. Um, I think it is going to be... Uh, it's going to be great for you guys because you get twice as much uh, of your looks into the to the weird and the wacky and the scientific. Um, it, the space, the UFOs, the Bigfoots, the interdimensional Bigfoots. Interdimensional? So uh, I'm really glad... Okay. Uh, I'm really glad that we carved out this space where we could get our frustrations out there into the ether. I I do like it, and and I was hesitant at first, but now looking back at or look like listening to what we've been talking about, it's great. We have little little conversations here and there about the things, and then we can discuss what our thoughts are, what our thoughts on the the um the show as a whole and everything, and our listeners can see that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. And shout out a couple of our, uh, you know, fourth-hand brothers that we've been listening to. So, um, definitely worth it. Uganda. Keep it up, guys. Uganda. <laughs> yes. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's Beyond the Letter T Pod. And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on beyondterrestrial.com. That's right, we got the .com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.